This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. If, if Wednesday is hump day, what is Thursday, Tom? Is it halfway down the mountain day? What? what good morning to Tom Pretty Daddy Celestino on this Thursday. What? What's the, um, I love Thursdays. So you're a hump day guy. You're leaning into the top of the mountain. We can go down the mountain thing now. I'm a Thursday guy. I like Thursdays. What are we calling this thing? Good morning, Bill. Happy Thursday to you. Let's call Thursday almost their day. We're almost at Friday. The almost Friday day. A lot of people use Friday Junior. I'm not really into that one. No one on earth has ever used Friday Junior. (laughs) (laughs) Do you just make that up? No. I genuinely have heard that. Those people deserve, I'm not saying slapped, I'm just saying those people deserve to be, at a minimum, ignored socially. Friday Junior? Yeah, it's a thing. Friday gave birth to Thursday and named it after itself? See, you're, you're going too deep now. You're reading into it too much. If you guys had a second young D-cell, you have Will now, Would you? I would never name a kid after me. There's a big debate in my house. Never going with a junior. I think that's a lot of pressure. Uh, I will not do it because I myself am junior. No, you're not. Yes, I am. There's a pretty daddy senior? Yes, there is. Does he go by Tom or Tommy? Uh, He's Big Tom. Big Tom. Yep. That would make you little Tom. It sure would. Wow. I I really want to lean into that, but I'm not going to because of years of trauma. I'm, I'm a... I'm a good person, uh, sort of. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the show. Bill Ryder with you. It's uh, Friday Junior Day. That is so dumb. I tried it. It did not work. Dennis Dodd, the Doddfather, is going to be on the show. We'll talk a Northwestern scandal that continues to, to spread, and it is ugly, and we'll get, we'll get Dennis's perspective. SEC Media Days, college football storylines, and more. We've got more... Shohei Otani musings for you on the program. How is buy or sell today, Tom? Two days before I take vacation and you take like one and a half days off or whatever you do. We're sort of nearing <laughs> the end of our run. You won't take vacation, man. I got two full days coming up. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know the, the details of your employment agreement. Do you have four days of vacation a year? 
Uh, it, it may be close to that just because I want to stay employed by any means necessary. I'm Dude, hanging take on. your time I'm off. I'm hanging on for dear life over here. I talked to Stuart Kovacs yesterday, and we don't agree on much. We agreed on this. Pretty Daddy's got to take some time. Two days next week in a row, consecutive days. What would Big Tom say? Uh, he would urge me to take more days, probably because he thinks I'm always grumpy. Yeah, because he's, yeah. Wow, he's on that. What um? How's Buy or Sell today? How are we feeling? Uh, a robust Friday Junior edition of Buy or Sell. What does robust? That's just another way of saying. It's, what do you mean robust? It's this. It's you write seven questions every day. Yes, but there's a lot in these seven questions. It's not the number. It's the quality. We're gonna get into aliens, by the way. I I can't not talk about it after what happened. What came out yesterday? You saw this story, right? Yes, and I tried my hardest not to remind you. They're out there, bro. Now the government's telling us that it's just there's aliens. Okay, maybe Saban's an alien. All right, so so look, there's a lot of ways that we could start the show today. There's a lot of things we could focus on, a lot going on. But can we just can we look at the greatest college football coach of all time? And I think that is a that's a minimum moniker. That is the 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 slightest of titles if you want to be really conservative, that you could place upon the legacy and the greatness of Nick Saban, who obviously is still the coach at Alabama. This guy is the real deal. And friendly reminder, because there's been a lot of talk out there across the country, is his legacy on the line? Is he not the guy that he was? I don't know what to talk about. Should I pretend Saban sucks at football? This dude lost two games last year. By a total of four points. Every year Alabama's in the mix. Nick Saban has won, if my count is correct, seven national championships. Six at Alabama since he arrived there, coming out of that short-term debacle in the NFL with Miami. The guy is legit. And I went to, here in L.A., I went to Griffith Observatory the other day. And not anymore, but there used to be a cheetah, a mountain lion, whatever it is. I guess it's a mountain lion, not a cheetah, that lived in Griffith Observatory. I was telling my son Henry about it. He's like, what, what do mountain lions do? Like, they, they, they chill in the weeds, bro. They, they lie low. You don't see them coming. They play dead. They're dangerous, but they act as if they're not. And that is Nick Saban every single year. Every year, there's some moment over the course of the season where he comes in front of a podium and he pretends that his team isn't good at football. And people fall for this okie-dokie. Well, we, you know, we almost lost that game to Loris College in Dubuque, Iowa. We only won by 131 points and our focus slipped. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, you're focused. He's mesmerizing. And yesterday, Saban appeared at SEC Media Days with his ability to, 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 to play dead, to lie in the weeds, to pretend that this program isn't a juggernaut already set up for him. Because everybody's focused on Georgia. And I get it. What Kirby Smart has built is incredible. And Saban lost three guys that were top, what, I think 12 picks last year, including, of course, Bryce Young. And that's exciting to see what Bryce Young can be in the NFL. But Saban's program is a machine. And he is a machine. 
and you've got to listen for the message behind the words when you're when you're when you're hearing Saban talk. The more this guy says we're not very good, the better they're going to be. This, and I love Saban. I'm a Saban guy. I'm, I'm I'm a fan of the guy. I've interviewed him. He wasn't nice to me, by the way. It's not all about people being nice. He was so mean to me. But I was like, whatever. It's cool. You're Nick Saban. The guy. It's it was like my first experience around Saban. In Tuscaloosa, many years ago, is how I would picture as a as a newspaper writer then, as a writer, as a, as a journalist, going in and interviewing the Godfather. It's dark. He's not really. He's sort of mumbling. Why do you have to disrespect me? I'm like, what are you talking about? But you're amazing. Here is Nick Saban talking about expectations, and I just want you to understand that this is a guy who only speaks about his team this way when he actually thinks they are loaded and ready to go. Expectations in some way are a premeditated way to create disappointment. And I think you can look at it in your life. And that's why I say we need to stay process-oriented, not focused on the outcome, uh, but focused on the things that we need to do to get the outcome that we want. And, um, you know, if you have high expectations for what you want to accomplish and it doesn't work out, it makes you focus on the outcome, and it doesn't work out, and you're very disappointed. Look, when my wife starts using terms from marriage counseling YouTube videos, I know that I'm in trouble, okay? When Nick Saban is just throwing cliche after cliche after cliche, the SEC should sit up and pay attention. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating here. A, he's Nick Saban, but we, we just, it's amazing to me in sports and American culture and life, how we build up stars and then we get bored by them and look the other direction. It's shocking it hasn't happened with with the Chiefs yet. It's not like Alabama's not good. It's not like Alabama's not good. They have the second-best odds to win the whole thing right now. Yeah, 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 Georgia's odds are insanely stupid. I don't even know, plus 220 or something dumb like that. And I think, it depends where you look, but Bama's around plus 600, plus 650, plus seven. Six and a half, seven to one. Second best odds. And people, oh, they lost Bryce Young, they don't have a quarterback. These guys, here's some breaking news for, for, for the country, if you're not paying attention. If, you, if, you, if you've fallen for, for, the, for the Alabama okie-dokie. This isn't Alabama from 10 years ago, where Saban just brought in running backs and guys to play defense, and we'll, we'll figure out the quarterback position later. They recruit top-level quarterbacks and they have competition between guys all of whom would start most most programs in America so please my my friends my brethren my sisters of the media down in Nashville stop shaking your head in agreement and writing like there's some question marks around Alabama when Saban at this podium at SEC media days tries to tell you we don't even know who our dang quarterback is Three guys that are competing for that position right now. Uh, all those players are getting better, and it's important for us that all those players get better. I don't think anybody has actually separated themselves yet to this point, and I don't think it's something that we're trying to rush. Uh, I used the analogy earlier. You know, Grandma Saban used to bake the best cakes in the world, and I used to stand by the oven when I was a kid and say, when's this cake going to be done? When's this cake going to be done? And she said, if I don't let it go through 
and take it out of the oven too soon, it's going to turn to mush, so it won't be a really good cake. So I think we got to let this sort of develop. This dude's throwing cake analogies at you. He's throwing Grandma Saban stories to you. He likes this football team. Nick Saban ain't bringing up Grandma Saban's mushy cakes that have to be cooked if he doesn't like this team. Look, they're, they're young, and the focus is on, is on Georgia for good reason. But that is how Nick Saban wants it. And I understand that there's a perspective out there, well, well, they haven't won the SEC in a, in a minute, and they haven't won this in a minute. The SEC is almost the NFL in the sense that there is professional football, there is college football, and there's the SEC in between. And the SEC hedges closer to the National Football League. It is a brutal landscape of football ambition and talent and excellence and and coaching acumen. And every single year, every year, Alabama is in the mix. Are they young? Yes, they're young. They're also massively talented. So, So Saban talking about youth, to me, again, is just another approach to the okie dokie. Well, I think experience matters. Uh, I really do. Uh, but I also think that when you have young players who are hungry uh, and have great energy and enthusiasm, uh, that's helpful to the team chemistry as well. And when you have as many people that go out for the draft early, and I'm not complaining about that. Uh, I love it when we have players that are good enough to go out for the draft. Um, you're, you're going to sort of always have a young team because you have four or five starters who would be coming back that all of a sudden are not back. I mean, this dude a year ago, was it a year ago, was in a stupid word war with Jimbo Fisher, who doesn't matter anymore, who's a poster child for exuberant overconfidence and soon to be certain it feels like failure at A&M. Saban is consistency. He's Thanos. He's, you don't get that reference, Tom. It's a, it's a Marvel reference. He's inevitable. He's the real deal. And, and the fact that he's, that he's out here pretending that he, I love it when guys leave early. Don't sleep on Bama. Don't sleep on this football team. Don't sleep on what they're about. It doesn't, Clemson is up and down. Georgia, and I don't want to say that they're, they're the new thing. They're obviously a remarkable program, and Kirby Smart's done an amazing job. One minute, it's, it's, it's LSU. I guess it is LSU right now. The next minute, it's A&M. In a few years, it'll be USC. Bama's in the mix every single year. And Saban's exuberance and trying to pretend that's not what he's feeling is a sign of how good this football team is. Here's one last clip, because I, I like Saban, and I want you to hear what it sounds like when a coach who thinks he can win the whole thing tries to pretend that, oh, shucks, we're just going to do the best we can with this new opportunity to try and win games. Every season is a new challenge. It's like you took a new job. You have uh, returning players that need to develop new roles on the team, whether it's leadership or play a new position. And you have a lot of young players who are coming in that Uh, You need to develop to help them be able to play at a certain level so that you can accomplish some of the goals and aspirations that the team has uh, for themselves in terms of what they want to accomplish individually and collectively. So, um, and I never look back at the past. It's always about the future. 
LeBron James does not get credit for just what an impressive person he has been. No trouble, no drama, no issues. Tom Brady doesn't get credit outside of shrinking footballs for just the consistent level of winning excellence and what a what a I mean no no problem no drama no scandals from Tom Brady just like LeBron and I'm not sure that Saban gets credit for year after year after year in the dirtiest sport in professional or supposed amateur competitions in the world this guy just wins so we're going to talk a lot about Georgia and Kirby Smart this year because it's interesting I plan to talk a lot about USC because I'm interested in Lincoln Riley in year two and what he can build and what he can do. We're obviously going to pay attention to Notre Dame because they're Notre Dame and Northwestern and the scandal that will hit later in the show. LSU with Lion Kelly is on the rise. And I know that Tom loves... Most of us look at car wrecks and train wrecks with guilt, not Tom. He's into it. He's like, I want to see this. So, So we... Good old Jimbo down there at A&M hanging out with Bobby Petrino is the storyline for Pretty Daddy. We are not going to lose track of what Nick Saban has built and the machine of consistency and the fact it's not interesting because it's expected doesn't change its excellence. And we're not going to be fooled by Saban going to SEC media days and trying to pretend that he's some middle-of-the-pack SEC program that's going to do the best we can. They are legit. They're going to be in the mix at the end. And I'm putting money on Nick Saban before anybody, including Kirby Smart. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Uh, Tom has a little story he wants to tell us. We're going to get into no-context hugs, which I'm excited about. And I don't care if anybody is mad about it. There's aliens, apparently. What the hell is happening? We'll tell you next here on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Writer Than You. And this is dumb, but I'm not going to lie to the audience. I'm going to tell you the truth and thank you for listening. I just want to go home. I'm done. I'm ready. I'm ready to go home. What are the odds, Denver? What are you? Okay, mister. What are the odds? Why are you laughing at me? What's wrong with being honest? No, I just, you're honest to a fault. I want to go home. <laughs> I want to go home. I like being around my kids. On CBS Sports Radio. That is so out of context. That sounds like, a, it sounds like I want to go home from the radio show. What do you I wanted mean? to go home from the NBA Finals. No, no, no. I didn't mash anything up. I took what you said. I made it a You're a bad person. Rejoin. You're a bad person, Tom. All right. Andrew Bogus is here. Tom DeCelestino. Pretty Daddy is here. Let me ask you guys a question. There's a theme building. 
I might have a little bit of stalker tendencies in me. Have you guys watched Breakpoint on Netflix? Anybody watch Breakpoint? Have you had this conversation? One and a half episodes. Okay. Tom, I know you don't watch TV or sports. I almost <laughs> watched Justified last night. Almost. It was disappointing. Oh. I watched the first 40 minutes. Oh. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't. I mean, that wasn't I good. To, I hate to admit this. Bogus is right. It doesn't take place in Kentucky. I miss it. So on... So I'm watching Breakpoint with my son Henry, who now wants to be a professional tennis player. And there's a there's a a character, a player. Her name is Isla. Can you say her last name, Andrew? I can't. I'll do it. Tavablikovich. It's almost like Rudy. There's like an extra Tomjanovich, the coach. Tomjanovich. There's an ex, There's one extra syllable. I feel like in her name. Damn it! You're right. It's like Tom Tomjanovich. There's just something in the middle there. I was gonna go Tomjanovich. Tomjanovich. Isla is 40th in the world. She's not a star. She was dating Berrettini, but she's a very captivating personality on screen. She cries a lot. Her dad coaches her. He's Whatever. We're, she's like a fan favorite in the house. I'm playing tennis yesterday, and I look up, and she's at the court next to me. Apparently, she's rebuilding her, rehabilitating her knee or whatever. Here's my question. Here's my start. Can I go up and say hi? Is that weird? Is that weird to walk over and just be like, "Hey, what's up?" I like Breakpoint on Netflix. I think we got a new rule on the show. Okay, hit me with it. I think anytime something pops into your head where you feel like, "Hey, like I need to run this by Bogues and D Cell because it might be weird," it's weird. Don't you can't do say it. hi. Well, the one thing you can't do, I think you can say hi. I think you can say. You know, love John Breakpoint or whatever. I don't think that they're dating anymore, though. She and Berrettini. No, they're not. So you, gotta, you can't step on that landmine. No, I'm not going to be like, what's up? You single? Or tell Mateo I say hello. <laughs> tell Mateo. He's got a great serve. You, you ever so good serve? together. So good. He, his loss, man. She's, she's, she's a sweetie. So, so that's a... That's a what, I live in L.A. There's celebrities everywhere. I don't really care. I don't actually give a crap usually. But I kind of like she. A is she really that famous? Would you, Tom? You don't even know who she. Would you know her if I hadn't said her name? No way. No. I think it'd be nice to go over and say, "Hey, rooting for you." Do you want to play doubles? I just think if it, the idea has already popped into your head, like, mm, I don't know if I should do this. It could be awkward. It could be weird. Don't do it. Maybe I'm too cautious, though. I didn't send this to Bogus yesterday. Did I send it to you? I didn't want to make you guys upset. When has There's that a... ever stopped you from sending something to at least me? Several times. You know I don't like this content. I'm not I'm there... not for this. Look, Mark Chernoff is a legendary programmer of radio. Isn't there something named after him there in New York? Our newsroom. Okay. Spike Eskin is now the is, is the Grand Pooba. But before that, it was Mark Chernoff, and the only time Mark ever got mad at me was, you got to stop with the alien talk. It's too much alien talk. Do we think he might have been yes. an alien trying to throw us off the scent of their secret war on our planet? I do now, because, and I'm not trying to make fun of this, but this guy, every month of his life, has played catch with his son, Who's a GM now of the Cleveland? Uh, what are they called now? Guardians. Guardians. Yep. They don't live near each other. That's so like apple pie. It's almost too much. I think it's kind of cool. 
I think it's cool too. But he doesn't call it catch. What do they call it in New York? He's got some weird expression for it. I don't know. Is, is he a play catch, have a catch? Yes, that have a catch. Yep, yep. Have a catch. We had a catch. A catch of what? Did you eat fish last night? What are you talking about? There's a story out. A bipartisan group of five senators, along with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, have introduced legislation that basically, it's on my Twitter, that basically says there's aliens. The, here's the, let me cut to it. There's aliens. They're saying there's intelligence. Did you read this thing, Tom? As I normally do with this content that you send me, I read the first couple of sentences, I get freaked out, and I put it away and never look at it again. There's a, they're saying that there's alien technology. They're basically like other companies, private individuals, have the alien tech, and we want it back. Great. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know about it. If there are aliens in the U.S. government, which I think is going to happen, says there's aliens, what's the big deal? People are going to be like, oh. What's the big deal? Then they're going to go on with their lives. I, I mean, I hope we can go on with our lives. Like, that changes everything. Non-human intelligence is what they're calling them. What it. Change? Dude, you already know there's alien life out there. Probably. Yes, but right now it doesn't interfere with my day-to-day life. If we're going to acknowledge it, if it's only going to grow from here, then, like, I don't, I don't need this in my everyday life. They're going to pass some laws out there to basically declassify what they say. Are, so Mark, Marco Rubio, who's a um, senator from, from Florida, his thing was basically there's so much high-level, serious U.S. intelligence personnel saying this is real, that either it's real or we have very serious people in very serious jobs who have careers of important work in a conspiracy to pretend there's aliens out there. It's out there, bro. Mark Chernoff can't stop me, can't silence me. Bogus, back me up on this. Like, mm. we want no part of this. So what I'm reading about this now and I guess what they want to do is create, like, a panel that decides what classified information can be given to us. Yeah. So you're, I'm probably with you, D-Cell, that I don't want to be told that sweet Jack or your training is an alien <laughs> next to me right now. Like, he could be like that. I don't want to know that. But, like, if we found a dead alien in the Mojave at one point or there's, like, a ship crash in Seattle and we've got that in a hangar somewhere, I'm okay knowing that. Yeah, I want to know. I don't want to find out that, like, everybody with red hair and that's left-handed, they're an alien. That whoa, 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 My wife is a lefty with red hair. Look out. It, do I need to focus on this? Maybe. If Marco Rubio gets his way, we'll find out. Oh, man. Left. I'm a lefty. We have three lefties. And you guys left-handed? My wife's left-handed. Yeah, that tracks, because she's probably awesome. Uh, yeah. Tom, are you lefty? No, and nobody in my family that I'm aware of is lefty. Yeah, Why do I feel would, like you're neither? You're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I, use I don't both, use either hand. Yeah, both I my hands both, suck. But uh, I, I do neither well. I, when I was a kid, they had a video in elementary school of a lady who, who used her feet to pick up fruit at grocery stores, and I can, I've never forgotten it. I, I, I've ever seen that too, 100%. She's crazy, right? Yes. I'm not judging, but I don't want that apple. Don't pick the apple up with your foot to see if it's... Just take the apple. Your foot touched it. Did you also get the police officer with a suitcase of fake drugs to tell you what not to take? No. What? Yeah, it was called, like, the D.A.R.E. program where I was. And a guy would, you know, a police officer would come to the school, and he had, like, a, a briefcase, prefabricated one that had, like, mock 
drugs inside. Like, this is what marijuana looks like. This is what cocaine looks like. These are all bad. Don't take them. Feels you? accidentally instructive. I mean, I guess if, if you were looking to buy or sell, it was helpful in figuring out which products you wanted. Oh, producer bomb. What did Tom just text me? Oh, my uh, God, Get Tom. to the update. Oh, no, I got, I got the word commanders. Okay, Tom, take it away. What do you, what do you want? Listen, this producer bomb is getting out of hand. I'm just trying to give you producer helpful, bomb. helpful suggestions. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to use it. You can ignore We're me. We're talking about drugs here. What do you want? To... I'm aware. Yeah, I'm puff, aware. puff, give, D cell. <laughs> what? Just sit back and relax, dude. <laughs> Start your vacation now. All right, fine. I know you guys don't listen to Smartless. I but do. You are, you're the Jason Bateman of this network, and that is a big compliment. If you're talking to me, I love you. That's a huge I am compliment. Talking... I want to be him. I'm not talking to Tom. Jason Bateman's cool and smart, <laughs> and you're smart, Tom. And he's got but, great hair. We both have great hair, got, too. He does have great hair. Yeah. I don't know. Diesel, I don't know who you'd be on Smartless. Thanks. He wouldn't be on Smartless. Thank you. Thank you. You're basically saying I am Smartless. Yep. Thank Producer you. bomb. Commanders. Hit it, Tom. <laughs> Tell me what's the big news. What about them? Uh, They're going to sell? Yeah, according to... Adam Schefter of ESPN, the approval of the sale of the Washington Commanders is expected today. I mean, we talked about last week all that litigation, all that scandal that came out about Dan Snyder and and Roger Goodell maybe would hold up the sale. It should end by the end of business today. Oh, wow. That's a great talk. I mean, Dan Snyder is finally out of the NFL. It's finally over. It's all over. Where's my producer bomb drop? I don't like it. Maybe maybe Bogus could do this one. I don't want to use producer bomb. I can barely use my bogeyed sound effect. Sound effect. I'm not picking up your slack here. Yeah, you wouldn't play it anyway. You'd have to, like, yeah. Ask about sports. Okay. <laughs> I'll be, like, talking to a guest, like, hey, welcome to the show. It's good. How's your kid? And I'll just get sports. Like, yeah, no, man. Get it? Can I say hi to Ephraim real quick, or that that's not okay? No, nobody needs pl- pleasantries. You're the new Chernoff. <gasps> you are the new Chernoff. Yeah. Instead of saying no aliens, you said commanders to get away from the alien and the drug talk. I have a text that says commanders. Buzzkill. Commanders. Why don't you just? It's an open mic. Why don't you just jump on the mic and be like, "Commanders"? Because I don't want to stall your conversation. You could put it. You 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 could wrap it up. You could put a bow on it, then transition. I'm just trying to help. I'm giving suggestions. I love it. The commanders might sell. Let me ask you guys a question. I took this this damn Uber to Hollywood yesterday. It took me an hour and twenty minutes. It was miserable. But I did take an Uber Black because I can't do the Uber X that far, and I just like I sucked it up. The guy gave me a card. Every time I'm in an Uber Black, I get a call me when you go call me when you're when you're bot. I feel like someone's. I feel like an ugly girl is asking me out. I'm not gonna call you. Can I just tell the guy? I was like, yeah, yeah, thanks for the car. I'll, I'm yeah. Can I just tell the guy, man? I'm a. I use Uber. It randomly assigns you guys. You guys. But like, what happens though? Because I I've been I've had the card given to me, but I've never used it. I haven't used it. Do I have to pay him in cash then? Is it a secret ride? Is right. it off the books? Like I don't how does that work? I got a I got like a happy July fourth from an Uber driver in New York the other day. I'm like, what the hell? And then the next day, like, hey sir, would you like a ride? No, man, I live in LA. <laughs> don't don't live in New York. But I did I, I did have to take a very expensive Uber to, 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 to Connecticut once. 
I don't know. Tom, have you ever... Uh, t- Never mind. T-cells. Yeah. yeah What's you, oh, I just, oh, hold on. Producer bomb. I'm just going to read it verbatim. Shut up. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> no, 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 no. Tom. No, no, I did not. I did not text you that. Um, I'm looking at it. I'm glad, though, that you took the Uber and you didn't make Lori drive you to and from, you know, Hollywood last night. That was a good job by you. Yeah, it turns out I'm still dumb after almost 20 years of marriage. I took her offer at face value, and when I circled back, she was like, "I'm not, bro, I'm not taking you to Hollywood. It was a lie. <laughs> she was bluffing. Good. Yeah, Diesel, you did check in, and I sent you a photo of the traffic. It looked pretty horrendous. It was pretty It was pretty miserable. All right, so we hit aliens. Check. If there are aliens, do you guys want to know? I want to know. Bogus is like half yeah. in, half out. Right. I'm all the way out. I mean, I, I, there are aliens, right? There are, yeah. there are aliens. So I'm just looking for confirmation, but I would be spooked if I knew their exact locations and they were like living amongst us. I don't want to know that. If somebody crashed here, I, right. fig- I assume that's the way to go. But don't tell me that we think there are shapeshifters or whatever wandering the streets with us pretending to be regular human beings. I don't think there's aliens living here, do you? I think they're just like, I, I think their technology like they've just crashed on the planet a couple times you think they're living here I, I that's what i don't i don't want i don't want the full sci-fi experience i just want a little confirmation that there's something else out there like you think there's aliens maybe like married some of us and there's like 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 yeah. non-humans walking around weird people asking for sugar water like in uh in the will smith movies they asked for sugar water? Yeah, that's what the one when Vincent D'Onofrio gets like bitten or whatever, and he's now an alien, and oh, yeah. he asked for sugar water. Tom, have you seen that? Have you seen Men in Black? How many are there? Two? Three? There might be three. I think there are. And then three. there might have been a new one. Like There's a, a remake, new one. Right? One of the Hemsworths is in it, right? With no Will Smith? Mm. No. How do you feel about Welcome to Miami as a rejoin song? Just old school. Yeah, why not? Let's get into it. Uh, Producer Bombie, what do you want? You tell me, Tom. I have no freedom of mobility within this show. What uh, what do you want to hit next? Uh, I think next segment we will get to the scandal that is surrounding Northwestern University. Oh, serious. We're going to do serious stuff. All right. Uh, Northwestern is engulfed in a scandal of its own making, and we will get into that after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Apparently, there's also a breast milk black market for bodybuilders looking to buy it. Everybody's going to come out of the woodwork. I'm not alone. Everyone was shy. Nobody wanted to speak up or raise their hand. Hey, I've tried it. It's not that weird. It's okay. You've all done it. You've all done it. You don't want to admit it. I promise you, not everyone's coming out of the woodwork. They're locking the door, separating (laughs) themselves from you. On CBS Sports Radio. No one came out of the woodwork. And if Jack, who's there training who doesn't know, Tom drinks breast milk. Don't say it like I do it like I'm going home to have a glass of breast milk later. Like I did it when my, when my wife was breast pumping and I tried it. I didn't sit there and just drink when it. She was breast pumping. When she was when, yeah, when she was pumping. Like I don't just go home and have a glass of breast milk. Don't don't paint something that's not true. Did you drink breast milk? I tried it. Yeah, yes. yeah, not 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 okay, bro. Not okay. I know inflation hits us all hard. Cut somewhere else. Buy the 2%.
There's nothing wrong with breast milk. Don't shame me. Do not shame me. <laughs> My friend, you have shamed yourself, I assure you. I promise. Breast pumping, huh? I don't know where what I was going for with that. You want me to give you a quick Dodgers take? I'm going to give it to you. A Shohei take? I don't think the Dodgers should trade for Shohei Otani. I think the Dodgers should pray that the Angels keep him so they don't have to give up anything, and then he signs the Dodgers next year. That's the best-case scenario. I was thinking about this. The Angels don't want to move on from Shohei. you got to hope, if you're a Dodgers fan, for Otani and the Angels to go on enough of a run, the Angels can squint their eyes and pretend it's all going to be okay. The end. I think there's a likelihood that that plays out. I mean, I personally, I think the Dodgers are the favorite to sign him after this I do season. Too. And they do, too. And I think the Angels are going to be foolish and not trade him. Is there anything more Angels than losing Otani to the Dodgers for free? Perfect summation. Perfect summation of that franchise. Uh, things at Northwestern are getting ugly. We have talked about the accusations of bullying and hazing and a terrible culture that impacted the football program and cost Pat Fitzgerald his job, but that story is spreading. The The scandal is, is metastasizing, and you, if cultures can be toxic and they can be contagious, and if the latest allegations are to be believed, there is a problem within the entirety of the athletic department at Northwestern. And now people are speaking on the record of uh, on this issue. And look, this guy's an attorney. I get it. He's going after the school. I get it. But this is this is what Ben Crump, an attorney who is representing someone who is making accusations against Northwestern, who is speaking to the notion of the concern that this scandal ain't small and it is not restricted to the football program. This is shocking, deplorable, appalling. But it is not surprising. It is apparent to us that it is a toxic culture that was rampant in the athletic department at Northwestern University. If the coach or coaches didn't know, it would have to be malfeasance. It would have to be they were asleep at the wheel. He wasn't the only one that spoke former player in the football program, put his name to it, Lloyd Yates, claims that what is going on at Northwestern is not isolated, and it is serious. The graphic, sexually intense behavior was well known throughout the program. We were physically and emotionally beaten down, and some players have contemplated suicide as a result. This has become a situation where there's now a lawsuit that names the athletic director, the former athletic director, who is now the commissioner of the ACC, the university president, the former university president, and Pat Fitzgerald, who's formerly the, the head coach of the football program. You're talking about a scandal that has gone well beyond the notion of an isolated event involving a couple folks who played football. And that former player you heard, Mr. Yates, had more to say. We were all victims, no matter what our role was at the time. But the culture was so strong 
Yet we felt we had to go with it to survive, to be respected, and to earn the trust within the football program. There was a code of silence that felt insurmountable to break. Look, I don't know the truth and the depth of the details of this. It obviously, on the face of it, sounds terrible. And it's hard for me to believe that there's any scenario where they would fire Pat Fitzgerald if there weren't a whole bunch of problems and truth in these accusations. It's also a reminder that when stuff goes badly, when you have a crappy culture, when you have bad leaders, when things get out of control, it can take over a program. And not to try to make a circle out of a square here, but going back to Nick Saban and just going back to the, what we started the show with, one of the things he doesn't get credit for is the culture he's created. Great cultures are a huge part of success. And bad cultures exist. Northwestern's not a juggernaut. It's not a machine. I understand that. They're never going to be in a national championship conversation. But you're talking about a, I don't know, Tom, it's not Ivy League. I'm not even sure what the right term is, but a high-level academic institution that's incredibly well-respected, that is the school of Chicago, which is the third biggest city in America, that is very, very serious about its athletics as well, now under the microscope of being a terrible, terrible place. And it is a reminder that the unchecked power that comes with being in charge of athletics, the need and the pressure for, for student-athletes to make it and succeed, it breeds these things if you don't have the, raw, the right people in charge. Northwestern is perhaps on the brink of its athletic department and its football program. And remember, baseball program, similar issue coaches got fired, being ground down to nothing. Because if you're a parent, you're not going to Northwestern largely because you want to make the National Football League, right? You're Bryce Young. You're going to Alabama. You're going to LSU. You're going to USC. You're going to Clemson, whatever. You go to Northwestern because you want to play sports and you want to almost certainly be a very successful person. It's a really good school. These are bright kids. These are ambitious parents. It is hard for me to conceive of a scenario where Northwestern recovers from this anytime soon. And not time to play the old my kid car, but you have a kid, I have a kid, so I see it through different eyes now. Can you imagine? I mean, I live in a neighborhood, a community of people who are desperate for their children to play professional sports or collegiate sports. Parents are insane here, and a lot of them, a lot of them will. The high school where my kids go produces professional athletes on a regular basis. Can you imagine if you spent so much of your life trying to get your kid to this level of athletics, and it turns out that this was the crap they were going through, allegedly? It's horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. horrifying. Like, this is a parent's, one of their worst nightmares. Yeah. I, it's amazing how common's the wrong word. But you've got, I know these are different scenarios and different levels of horror, but what happened at Penn State, the commonality is people look the other way. And what happened to Baylor, the commonality is it became accepted. And what happened to Northwestern, allegedly, the commonality, the connective tissue here is people look the other way. The issue isn't just the fact that this crappy stuff happens. It's that there's so much pressure on people not to say anything. If you've ever been in a job, and I have been, where there's bad behavior, there's unethical behavior, there's awful behavior, there is a lot of pressure to keep your mouth shut. And as someone who didn't, when you talk, it doesn't get fixed. 
often, you just get punished. Shame on that school for allowing this to happen if these, are, th- these things are true. And, and if they're true, I hope every one of these people in leadership have consequences they have to face. As Tom said, it is deplorable. All right, let's talk, let's talk about this. Saban, college football with the Dodd father, Dennis Dodd, next year on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.